Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. In this episode, 283 of the show. Oh my gosh. I have been sitting on this podcast. I have been waiting for, I don't know, six weeks to drop this thunderbolt onto all of the People's Mentor listeners. Let me tell you. I know I tell you a lot to like sit down and listen to a podcast and y'all don't do it. You're running on treadmills. You're riding bicycles. You're driving vehicles. Okay, look, this one, okay, if you're going to ride the bicycle, do it and then listen again. Like listen multiple times. When I say that this entire episode is takeaway after takeaway after takeaway after takeaway after takeaway after takeaway, you're... You're going to have more one-liners from me and Trent Shelton (laughs) than you're going to know what to do with. It is a back-and-forth conversation with somebody who's becoming one of my friends, and he is, he's amazing. He is going to speak to your soul. Hopefully, I crawl up in there and nuzzle in a bit, and it's, it's incredible, It's incredible. It's such a good episode of the show. I highly recommend you listen. He does mention at the end that he wants me on his podcast. So make sure when you're listening and you screenshot it and you put it in your stories and you tag me and you tag Trent Shelton at Trent Shelton. Just make sure you mention you got to get Jesse Lee on your podcast. (laughs) It is such an incredible episode. I'm so thankful that I recorded this. I know you're going to love it. And I know that there are conversations in this episode that are going to change your actual life. So please sit down, pen and paper, notebook, you know, laptop, iPad, whatever you do, make sure you have your listening ears on for this one. You are not going to regret paying close attention to this episode of The People's Mentor with Chessie Lee and Trent. Shelton. Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee, and this is Trent. Call me hashtag Trent Shelton. Oh my gosh! Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really excited to be here. Empire Playbook, Empire Mastermind. I don't even know what we're calling this right now, but I know I've introduced you before to Trent Shelton. But in case this is the first time you've heard heard from him about him, I love consuming his content because it is so real, it is so raw, it is so authentic, and in a time and a place when that's unfortunately not that common. We were just kind of joking about something a minute ago. I love hearing from somebody who just speaks from the heart and knows what he's talking about. He is a best-selling author. He has an awesome podcast. He's a very motivational speaker, but I hate the word motivation. So I feel like you're a inspirational speaker, Uh, but you're awesome. I just love that you are such a devoted father and husband. I almost said wife that wouldn't have come out right. That'd be all wrong. Um, But you're just such a good man and you have so much to contribute to this world. And I am I'm so grateful and thankful that we have a friendship and that you are showing up today to do this for us. So, no problem. I appreciate you and what you do. So thanks. thank you for having me. Yeah. He, he said he would only come if I took, I was kidding. I was going to say, <laughs> took him in the Lambo. I bribed him. I'm kidding. But I will. I, we will. We'll, we'll, we'll make some noise. So maybe, is there anything you want to tell them about you and maybe what made you who you are today? Yeah, for sure. I mean, not to go too much in my story, but you know, I was an athlete, so I always tell people, like, if you can't relate to being that, just think of whatever you wanted to be your whole life, and that was it. So that was my identity since I was, like, six years old. I was very clear on what I wanted to do in my life. Uh, Make a long story short, it went great, phenomenal, until I got to the NFL. 
which was my dream. And that dream turned into a nightmare with me, you know, getting, I always tell people I lived in three cities in three years and got cut 10 times. And people are like, how does that work? You only play for three teams. Well, I got caught, cut multiple times from those teams. Uh, took away from my confidence, my self-worth, my self-esteem. And I just felt my, my life was over. It's like, I went to school, I mean, student athlete, but let's be real. Like I was just there to play sports. So I never worked a nine to five in my life ever to this day. And I just was like, man, what do I do with my life? And I just hit a point where I asked myself, you know, is this going to be it? Um, is this going to be the end of my story? And I just said, you can sink or you can swim. And me being a resilient person that I, that I am, I said, you know what, I'm going to figure it out. And that big catalyst was, was me having Tristan, my son. And then uh, one of my college roommates committed suicide. And that's what started rehab time and what I do today. And what I do today is, like I said, I don't like the word motivational either. So I'm glad we're on the same page. Oh, good, 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 good. But I just like to impact lives and help lives the best way I can and share my story and share my light. And, um, you know, try to make this world a better place. So Okay, so I have a couple questions around that. So yeah. I love that. So you said, I was just going to figure it out. I was just going to figure it out. Even though there were all of these hits to your confidence and there were all these times when you're like, yeah. oh my God, do I suck? You know, because yeah. sometimes you get in this bubble in your world where maybe you're from a small town, like I'm from a small town, and like you're good at the one thing, and then... Where are you from? I'm from Middletown, Maryland. I'm from like middle of nowhere country, so we're from Farmville. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing. There's nothing going on. You've never heard of it. Um, but, you know, you're, you live in kind of this little bubble. You're a, a big fish in a little pond, and then like the NFL, it doesn't get bigger, you know? Right. So then you're the, you know, the little fish in the big pond or in the ocean, and it, yeah. it can change things. So... You said, I'm going to figure it out. So what is that in you? Like, what do you have? What is the characteristic that you've identified in yourself that has made you go, no matter what's going on in life, I'm going to figure it out. And I say that because our last conversation we had um, was in March. And so stuff was going crazy with COVID and a lot of changes were happening in your life and your business. And even when I could, I mean, I could see and feel cause I'm super empathic, but I could feel how stressed out you were. You figured it out. Like you came in my house and you're like, Oh, it's all good. (laughs) I actually like it, you know, whatever. So what is that? Because I think that's a deeper characteristic than just. Yeah. I don't know if I can pinpoint a name to it, but I mean, resilience comes in mind. Like I just understand what's what's going to happen if I don't show up and do something about it. And so I'm very clear on that. And I don't want to get to the end of my life and be like, dang, I settled my whole entire life. And it's crazy because, you know, we look at things and it's like, oh, I can't figure this out. And I see people say that all the time. But that's a lie. It's like the consistency. Man. Like you are consistent. You're just consistent. You're not consistent at the things that you <laughs> probably say you want to be consistent at. It's the same thing with figuring out. Like there's millions of things that we figure out every single day. With mm-hmm. people in general, like it could be, you know, going to work and it's a traffic, you're about to be late, you figure out a new way, you figure it out some way like that and you get there. And so I just think it's a thing of me understanding how important my life is, how important my legacy is and how important just, you know, leaving something good in this world. And I think you can figure it out. You're a lot smarter than what you think. I just think people don't want to do the hard work. Oh. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> so, so you, I, I think it's really powerful. If I don't show up, uh, you know what's going to happen. And so yeah. I wonder, in your mind, are you somebody who you visualize not only the future, but you also visualize if you don't do it? Like, is that something you Absolutely. you feel like? Do you I, know I'm, what I mean? I'm, I'm more driven by by pain than I am success. So like, you know, and you can be both, but like for me, it's not like, oh, if I do all these things, I can get this. Like that doesn't drive me. What drives me is me saying like, oh, if I don't do these things, this is what's going to happen to my life. And I don't want to go back there. So I'm always thinking about that. So I relate a lot 
to that. I'm much more driven by pain. I used to say I didn't know what my why was, but I knew my why not was. Like, I knew I didn't want to be poor anymore. I knew I didn't want to cry in broken down cars anymore. I knew I didn't want to freak out about not being able to pay rent before uh, or ever again. Right. And it wasn't, it was about that more than, ooh, the house and the cars and the trips and the and the whatever. Is there something now that motivates you that's more on the positive side, even though yeah. pain still drives you? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean... I know there's people in the world that need my message that like I will never reach all the people in the world that I need to reach while I'm here. Mm -hmm. Like obviously I think when I leave here it's going to reach more people but I know there's hearts that need my message and that drives me every single day. So when I don't feel like it, which is often, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be real, like when I I get overwhelmed, when I get, you know, exhausted, when I'm dealing with self-doubt and these things, it's those things like that that I know like somebody in the world needs this message. Like I know I can put out a video today and it will be somebody who needs that video. And so that's what keeps me going a lot of times. Are there a certain, or is there a certain group of people you're trying to reach? Yeah, I'm trying to reach the people. I mean, it's probably like very general, but the people who have counted themselves out. And what I mean by that, the people that have lost something, lost someone, they feel like their life is over. Maybe they feel like I'm 60 years old and all my best days were behind. Like, I want to speak to the people to let them know that no matter what you lost, who you lost, as long as you don't lose yourself, you can bounce back and make an incredible life. I love it. Okay. Oh, so good. If you guys think it's so good, make sure you're hitting your chats up with it. Like, I feel like there are flames shooting out of his mouth. It's fine. So, so then you're saying that loss is something everybody goes through. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's important. I say that to clarify that. I know it's a very simple question, but I think so often people think that their pain is unique to them, that their vulnerabilities are very unique to them and they keep them super close to their chest. Um, Something I've been saying a lot lately is that I see a lot of people out there putting out a diluted version of themselves and expecting to impact the world. And something I admire so much about you is you are this very true, authentic version of, of you. You show up and, and you're just, you you tell the pain you tell the real stuff you tell what's going on in your relationship you tell what's going on with your children you say what's going on with your business it's not this sugar-coated whatever and I think that's very very important for your success right Uh, will you talk a little bit maybe about that journey for you in opening up because just stereotypically speaking this tough black man who's not allowed to be emotional and like whatever um and I love that you're giggling because it's like you know when they laugh it's true um but like how do you get past that? Because there's a lot of people who they know they want, they, they know they need to share, but there's this, oh my God, my aunt Barbara is going to say this, or my uncle Joe is going to be like, what are you doing? Or whatever. So you made a full transition. You went from professional athlete into I'm terrified of public speaking and now I'm a public speaker to an author and, and now you're inspiring millions of people around the world. How, how does that happen? And what, what do you, what's going on in your mind when you have the people who are saying stuff like, what are you doing? Like, this yeah. is not how a man provides for his family or yeah. why are you being so vulnerable and weird? <laughs> you're, you're being a baby on social media or, or whatever. Cause yeah. I know you've had that. Absolutely. Oh, uh, that's a great question. Well, I'll try to like break that down in a different way. So first of all, I think in my journey there were, but like you said, consi- I feel like I've been consistent in three things that's really helped my, my business and my life. And one is consistent to transparency like your transparency will lead to other people's transformation it will lead to your transformation because when you're use the word real you become relatable and people can relate to that so just that's a side note like being trans your transparency is your power and realize that um as far as my journey of overcoming like being transparent i think it was like three things number one i realized this truth that 
I was never going to be free if I didn't freely express myself. Mm. Like, I, I refuse to live in a prison for other people, like, especially on social media. Like, I refuse to not say things, not address things, or paint this picture of perfection just to make other people's perception of me a certain type of way. I refuse to lose myself for other people who probably don't care about me anyway. So, mm. that was the first thing. The second thing was, um, I realized, too, um, that people are judging you anyway. Like, it, it doesn't matter. I don't care how great you are, how rich you are, how poor you are. Like, when I was coming up, it was like, Trent, uh, you're not doing enough. And then as I started to elevate and, you know, it started to grow, hey, Trent, you're doing too much or this <laughs> or that. So the first step to being unhappy is trying to please everyone else. Mm. Somebody is judging you every single day, so you might as well give them something great to judge. And the people that are going to benefit from your life the most and be inspired by you, they're not going to criticize you. They're going to uplift you. So you're worried about the wrong people. Why are you spending attention and time on people that don't care about you anyway? Mm -hmm. Like, so I realized that. I was like, people are judging me anyway, so I might as well be who I am and just let them judge that. And then the third thing is, this one hit me in my heart. And I want to hit them in their heart with this. By you not sharing your story, by you not being open, by you not being transparent, you're selfish. And I know that might hurt, but it's something I told myself because there's people, I promise you this, sometimes, somewhere, at some place, there's somebody who needs your story. There's somebody who needs your inspiration. You might be thinking, oh, my story doesn't mean that much. I didn't think my story did. I, was, I just got cut from the NFL and literally now I reached 15 million people on social media just by that little story that I felt wasn't that serious. So a lot of you have way more stories deeper than mine, uh, way more impactful stories, but you're afraid to say it because you're afraid of the judgment. You're afraid of how you're going to look. But literally there are people who need you that are never going to meet you because you never step up into your greatness. So I just told myself I was selfish. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I, I, this is so every time I talk to you, our conversations are very congruent and super aligned with things that they've heard come out of my mouth, but it comes out differently from you. Right? So something I always say, and it goes right along with what you said about, uh, you know, people are going to judge you anyway. I'm like, they're going to judge you anyway. So put on a show, like make them watch, give them something that they like have to tune into. And I kind of joke around sometimes. I'm like, you, so, so you don't like me, but you watch every story, you follow every live, you look at every post, you check on me. Like you a fan, you know, it's you like, them, right? what? Confused supporters. Confused supporters. <laughs> so if you have a confused supporter, how many of you are like, oh my god, confused? Yeah, we all have them, but they're they're gonna watch you anyway. So you might as well you Absolutely. might as well let them watch you win. Would be my advice around that. And it's up to you. It's up to you to share your story. It's up to you to share your vulnerabilities. It's up to you to be transparent, like he said. And it's not about making your story any bigger than it is. Like he said, and he's like, I didn't think my story was that crazy, but here we are and you've just told your truth and your truth has reached and impacted like you said 15 million people currently and growing on social that's crazy it's crazy so i want to go through that so a lot of this seems to be a mindset conversation you know comfortable yeah. enough to share your story comfortable enough or or at least willing enough to do the things that are hard and this is all hard work because i think a Absolutely. lot of this is inner work and inner work is the hardest work. It's it's the stuff you have to deal with when you're alone with your own thoughts that I think is way more difficult than anything. Uh, in your new book, which all of y'all probably have because we've already talked about it 40 times, but if you don't have it, you should probably go buy it right now. Uh, I, you talk about the championship mindset. And I think a lot of people that are watching this, um, thousands and thousands and thousands all over the globe, we're translating into six languages. Uh, so cool. All over Europe, all over Australia, <laughs> everywhere. We're going everywhere. So, um, 
You talk about the championship mindset, and I know a lot of the people who are watching this are trying to move more into leadership. And leadership takes a championship mindset. It is a different level of yourself that has to show up. And I would love for you to go through, uh, you don't have to give away the whole book if you don't want to. You can say whatever's on your heart, but I think that there is so much to unpack in that. And I'd love for you to kind of just go, what what does that mean? What What does that look like? Well, for me, a championship mindset means, you know, I'm a, I'm a sports guy. So our biggest pinnacle is a championship. Like this is what we put in all the work for the blood, sweat and tears, like to win that championship. And if you talk to any champion or any championship team, like whether it's sports or in life, there's a lot of like, like emotional process that you go through. You lose, you, you win, you get hurt, you get injured, things go wrong, but you persevere. I always tell people, people like, when when LeBron or whoever is winning the championship, they're not <laughs> got some LeBron fans in there. Yes, we do. <laughs> when they're winning the championship, they're not celebrating the game seven or the game six. They're celebrating. They're popping champagne because of the off season, because of the years of work just to get to that moment. And so, mm-hmm. like I realized, like when I looked around, people champions as yourself or you know Peyton Manning's or whoever in the world that I know that are champions or championship moms and dads that people will never hear about. They have these five traits. And so, like, what are the championships in your life? Like, what are the goals? What are the visions? What are the things that you really want to win? And you have to realize this truth that it's going to take a level of you that you have never been at in order for you to get there. And so many of us, we say we want these championships, but when it comes with the, like, work that it entails, we show that, like, I don't, I don't want to do all that. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to post a video and this and that. And so you have to ask yourself, are you willing to become that? And so there's five traits. Um, I don't know if you want to go through these. You can, sure. Okay. So they're, they're so good. Like okay. I want, like this is, again, so congruent with everything that I'm teaching and training. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to put him in my house. He's going to say exactly what I want. Like, I just knew. I just know. It's, it, they're not going to be shocked. They're going to be like, oh my God. Like they're, okay, cool. they're like the same person. So five simple traits. And you've heard of these words before, but... I literally believe it's in every single person that lives at a high level. And so the first one is commitment. And I try to give definitions to all of these. So commitment is staying loyal to what you said you're going to do long after the mood you said has left you. So 2020 is the perfect example for your commitment to get exposed. All right. Inconvenience exposes commitment. My commitment got exposed. I mean, I'm sure. And it made me dial in deeper. And so uh, this is the thing that I realized, Jesse, like a lot of people aren't committed they're interested Mm. and it's nothing wrong with being interested in something but that interest has to turn into commitment if you want to win the championships lebron doesn't go into the season or tom brady or whoever your soccer or football as y'all call it right (laughs) it depends where you're at so whoever it is they don't go into the season interested in winning the championship they're not gonna like i'm just see what's gonna happen this season just kind of they're not going to win champions like that. They go in there and said, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to make up my mind. I'm going to commit to the process and to the journey. And that's what separates people who live at an average level, people who live at a level that they weren't created to live at versus someone who actually meets their potential, who actually rises as the cream of the crop, who actually separates themselves, becomes the one percenter, becomes legendary, becomes great. Um, they realize that process and they stay committed to it. And you might be saying, well, how do I stay committed? You have to have a deep rooted reason. Like, why do you do what you do? I, my, I love that you always use the word legacy because that's yeah. literally the word that I wear on my wrist. It's the same thing. It's generations and generations that are, that are not yet born because my life has already changed. Right. My life is forever impacted from the work I've put in. But I look at the faces of like them. It's my responsibility to show up because their life gets changed and the ripple effect of that. Or the, that everyone who's watching this is involved some way in, in me showing up. So 
as an example, this is a really cool story that just happened last week. We have a woman on our team. She's super pregnant and she switched her diet because her blood glucose levels are all whatever because pregnancy is crazy. And I said, hey, I just want to thank you for eating properly to control your blood sugar levels so you're not on medication for the rest of this pregnancy. And she said, well, it's easy. I said, what do you mean it's easy? She said, well, it's easy because I'm not doing it for me. And I said, huh? I said, so when I tell you all the time, it's not about the money because it's not about it for me anymore. I show up I, like, quite frankly, guys, like we can have this conversation every day, right? This is this. And it's not for you either. Right. Like this is for the, the ripple effect of what happens when you get poured into if you actually listen. Absolutely. So I show up and do this for them. I show up and do all the work I do for them. And I'm very committed to that. I'm very committed to the bigger vision. I'm very committed to whose lives am I supposed to impact? And if I don't show up, as the best version of myself whose life never gets changed because I gave up like that, that bothers me. That keeps me up at night. If I, I can't go to, I don't sleep properly. If I know I did like absolutely half the work I should have done that day. And it's just this deeply embedded thing. And for me, Corona exposed how little a lot of like how small a lot of us were playing. Yeah. You know, we were so comfortable at whatever it was and the world shifted. And when the world shifted, I just made a huge pivot. I know you did too. And I said, okay, like, let's really see what you can do on social media. Let's really see how you can impact people. And I just went next level giving contribution, giving contribution, giving contribution, uh, just to try to impact and leave a bigger and bigger legacy. I joke around sometimes, but it's not a joke. I'm like, why, like, why do you know George Washington's name? Right? Like, why do people say like, like, I mean, I've kind of given it away now, but like, who are you related to? Is there somebody famous that you're related to somewhere? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, Trent Shelton. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Relied to myself. Sheesh. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, but they'll do yeah. it with you. Like, I like to think about that. You think about people who literally say, oh, I'm related to Sacagawea. Oh, I'm related to Lewis and right. Clark. Oh, I'm related to Napoleon Bonaparte or whoever. I don't yeah. know. I'm just saying, like, old dead people, right? Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I'm Pocahontas' great, great, great granddaughter. Like, people do this. Right. And I'm like, well, why are you talking about your great, 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 great grandfather? Did your mom leave no impact? Like your grandmother? And I'm like, there's two times you die. You d the day your physical state leaves this earth and the last time your, your name is said. Absolutely. So I don't want to be the person where if somebody's Googling my name, there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. But like, I mean, like, why, why doesn't everybody have a Wikipedia page? Because you need to leave an impact. You need to add value to the world. You need to be consistently committed to whatever your cause is, whatever your mission is, because this whole playing small thing that's going on, it does not serve the world. It doesn't serve you either. No, absolutely. You, you just say like everything and oh man, it's so congruent because you have See, to, I you told go, you. It is. You have to realize like everything, like when things become bigger than you, you go harder for it. So like, just think of somebody watching this that has kids or whatever it may be, like you would do anything for your kids or most of you would do anything for your friends or things like that. When it's bigger than you, like you stay loyal to it. So like, if it's just about, I say the external things, the external things are gonna happen, right? Money, car, fame, whatever you want, cool. But if it's not, if you don't have something internal that is greater than all of those things, as Jesse just said, she's financially free. And so she could easily give up or just say, I'm cool, but it's bigger than her, so she keeps going. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's very, very important to stay committed. So a deep-rooted reason um, to kind of tie it up, you really need that. Yeah. A reason, a reason that, that, you, that you hold on to no matter what is going on, you know, with the, the, free, the, uh, the energy in your life or the weather, the current storm in your life, you're still finding a way to push through and persevere. And it's never the money. So yeah. 
<laughs> it is never the money. We think it's the money, especially when you come from no money. You're like, oh my God, I just need this. I just need this. It'll change. My whole life will change. And then you get whatever that dollar amount is and you're like, oh God, no, it's not. Uh, we were actually with a billionaire yesterday and like, it's so, like the conversations that we yeah. were having with this man, it's amazing because like, you're not there for the money. And then we said, you know, well, what are you giving to your kids? He's like, no, no, no. Each of my kids gets 1.5. He has seven children. He's adopted four. He said... Each of my children gets $1.5 million to buy a house with. That is it. I was like, wow. So you're going to, and he's only 50. So it's like, by the time you're like a hundred or whatever, you know, how much wealth will you accrue and you're giving it all away? So that's your deeper, that's your deeper passion. That's your contribution. That's like people who are so scared to make money. It's like, I say this all the time, make the money, but it doesn't have to be about you. It's about what can you give back to the world? People look at my house, they're like, why does one person live in a house that big? It's like, because this is the house that everybody's welcome at that's part of the team. This is the house where we come and it's our family home. Like, what can you do and how can you impact if you actually show up with a spirit of where is the value? Who, how can I give? How can I contribute? Absolutely. So. You make number two? You make sure, number two? Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Go. We got time? Oh my God, come on. Because okay. no. I'm so wordy. Jeez. <laughs> Whatever. You're wordy too. That's enough out of you, buddy. <laughs> no. Uh, number two is. Hey, facts aren't attacks. I learned that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> number two is discipline. Uh, so get good at saying no to the things that don't get you a yes. And so, like, everybody that I've known that, that wins the championships and that just does legendary stuff. They have good discipline, and that looks different for everybody, but I think one of the areas is, like, really understanding the environment that would surround your life, and so for me, the change that really helped me was getting around the right mindsets, getting around the right people, and not being afraid to burn bridges. If y'all follow me, you know I talk about this all the time. Yes. Like, don't be afraid to leave behind, because certain people, even though they're good people, they might not be good for your life. They might not be good for your dream. They might be not be good for their mission. It doesn't make them bad, but when you get around congruency and aligned mindsets, like, ah, it's just crazy. Mindsets are very contagious, so I'm always seeking out, like, growth environments, environments that make me uncomfortable, environments, like you said, getting around a billionaire that changes your whole landscape of wealth and mm-hmm. money. Like, it just changes it all up. So I'm always trying to do that. So discipline is very important because some of you, and you might not want to hear this, but some of you are keeping the exact things in your life that are keeping you from being everything you want to be. And as long as you keep it there, you will never become it. Like, that's a fact. So it's not an attack, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to say that part. There'll be like a Trent Shelton IGTV. <laughs> uh, you better tag me when you, uh, when you steal it, okay? Uh, no, but it's true, though. So I have to dive into that, though, because there are people who, people who are very close to them just flash through their head. Right? Yep. There are people who it's their mom, it's their sister, it's literally their best friend. It's uh, a team member even that they've been trying to drag along, you know, carry them on their back and like bring them to success. So we've got to get good at saying no. Can you, how, what? Like, oh my gosh, Trent, okay, I know you say no, but like, what do I do? How do I do that? Oh my gosh, this hurts my heart. Yeah, so I mean, there's different ways. The power of communication is first of all, it's not always about what you say, it's about how you say it, and it's understanding the individual that you're talking to, right? Some people are different. There's like some people in your life that you can't explain anything thing to, they're never gonna accept it, so maybe that departure is just a solid one. It's like, okay, I'm gonna move on, they're gonna see it. The thing that I did with people in my life, I let them know where I was going. So I gave them the invitation to come with me. I said, this is what I'm doing, this is where I'm growing, this is where I'm moving to. Because you, like you said, some of us are carrying people 
on, on your back that are capable to walk by your side. I'm all for carrying people on my back that need it. But if you're able to walk by my side, I'm not going to continue to enable you. So I have that honest conversation. I have that real conversation with them. And then some people choose to stay behind. Some people, few people choose to, to, to grow with me. Yeah. And so my, I, I'm not going to level down my life to make other people feel comfortable. Because at the end of the day, when I get to 80, 90, whatever, even next year, I know if I ever hit a rock bottom, I don't want to look back in life and realize that the reason I'm here because I live my life to make other people comfortable. Greatness makes other people feel uncomfortable. And so make other people feel uncomfortable. You know, live your greatness, make the world respect your greatness. And if people don't like it, I know this might seem like, oh, Trent, that's so insensitive. Let them deal with it. Like, it's okay. Some of y'all have turned down your life because you're afraid of what other people are going to say. You're afraid of what your mama going to say, your daddy. Listen, it's okay. It's your vision. It's not their vision. And honestly, it's irresponsible for you to expect them to see your vision. Like, it's yours. Most people won't see the vision that you have in your life until you make it happen with your life. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've, I've been there, and I understand it. So I know it's hard conversations, but if you want to make things happen, I'm sure you can attest to this, you have to make the hard decisions for your life. Absolutely. And easy. what you said, it's like people, when you said... People, it's irresponsible for you to think that people are going to see it. That's so strong because it's your vision yeah. and people don't believe you until you do it, which I know like makes no sense. You want your boyfriend or husband or girlfriend or whatever. You want them to understand where you're going, but it's what you see and they might not see it until it is done and complete. But I knew it, I was broker than broke 11 years ago when I made a Facebook status. I was like, I'm the first millionaire in my family. <laughs> right? I didn't know how. I just was like, I am so sick of being poor. I am so like it was childhood sucked. You know, I could couldn't play sports because we couldn't afford it. You know, and I'm like a little athlete, so it sucked. Like everything sucked. It was hard, and so but I just wrote that, and I didn't know how. I didn't know what, and people were like, "Oh, come on, this status is blah blah blah. Like this is crazy. Oh, now you're doing a you're doing one of those things. Oh gosh, now you're selling to people. You're oh, you're, that little you're, thing. yeah, yeah. yeah and one. I'm like, really, <laughs> really, okay. But now people are always asking me, you know, oh well, does anybody tell you it's this or that? I'm like. Not anymore. Like nobody. No. Have we talked about the greatness conversation? I think we did. I don't want to like retalk about it. We already have before. I don't know. We can retalk about anything. This is great. Because a lot of people, right? It's the people close to you, closest to you, sometimes that support you the least. Yeah. And I get that question a lot. Like, what do I do? And I just want to give people some context. Like, I know this seems crazy, but oftentimes it's because you're too close to them for them to see your greatness, mm -hmm. right? So. Things that you're around a lot, you oftentimes become desensitized to it, right? It just becomes normal. Like, you can have a nice house, and then three years after, it's just a house, right? That's just us as humans. And so if someone's been around you for your whole entire life, it's going to be hard, very hard for them to see just how incredible you are because they have normalized your gifts. They have normalized your talents. And so my thing is, like, it depends who you have in your life. So much, I don't know everybody's thing, but if you have a big vision... Don't take it to the people closest to you necessarily. Go take it to a visionary. Go take it to Jesse. Go take it to somebody you look up to and it's like, oh, I get it. Because a lot of people aren't going to get your level of vision if they're at a certain level of life. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Of course. So I just, that's why people support celebrities before anything because you don't know that celebrity. You don't know, like if I was around Kanye or whoever for every single day, I would almost become like desensitized to his greatness because I'm there every single day. And it's just, that's what happens a lot. So don't take it personal. 
just go take your dream to the world because I promise you there's a million strangers in the world that's waiting to support you. Yeah, it's, it's that naysayer mentality just because they've been with you for so long that if you start to outgrow them, it starts to be a reflection on them sometimes. That's yeah, how they feel. they're from the same place as you. Right. And you're like, they're like, what? You want to do what? Crazy. And it's so funny. You just said that because we were talking earlier today. We were on the flight home and this whole time in Vegas, it was like people were treating me like I'm King Kong. You know, like everyone, I just want to follow her. Ah, you know, like it's crazy. You know, she's the one, you know. And I'm like, wow. And I said to Brittany, I'm like, I mean, it's just me. You know, yeah. for me, I mean, it's just me. I mean, I know I work hard, but what? And, and I said, but it must kind of feel like that for her too. And she goes, yeah. I mean, you're just Jesse Lee. Right. So, but it's true, you know, but I don't expect Brittany to be my motivator. Exactly. You know, I don't expect anybody on the team to be my motivator, but that's why I get around the people like you just mentioned who, like the billionaire or whoever, I'm like, God, they're better than me. I can, and you can learn from everybody, so don't misunderstand me, but you get around some people where your vision, vision stretches or they don't know you, or I did have a conversation with him yesterday one-on-one and I was just telling him, you know, what I made last month, you know, and I said, hypothetically speaking, if you're making this much a month and you're 31 years old and uh, hypothetically, if, uh, you know, and he goes, so this doesn't sound like a hypothetical, but holy shit. And he's like, you're doing what? And then Eric worry was like, yeah, like she's not lying to you. And he's like, Oh my God. And it was just one of those moments where I'm just, this is just me. Yeah. So share your greatness with other people who will pour into your greatness instead of being like, oh, yeah, it's just, it's just trying. How do you deal with that? Oh, my God. I level. mean, this is, my, I'm like, this is like No, I podcast. like it. This is good. <laughs> this is good. But no, like, how do you, like, I'm just curious, like, when, like, obviously you know who you are. It's just you. But how do you deal with the expectations of everything? Because I'm sure when people start to grow their business, the expectations around them grow and, you know, people see them a certain type of way or expect certain things. So, like, mm-hmm. as you said, with people treating you like king, like, how does that like, how do you deal with that? In regards to what, like, how I spend time with people? Or... Well, not just, like, how does that, do you, do you feel like that it becomes harder for you to uh, to live up to the, to, to the expectations that people have for you? Okay, that's a really good question. I think, first of all, I hold myself to a higher standard than they even do. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, the other thing is I know who I am. So my character is very solid. I know who I am when the door's are closed when the cameras are off and I love that person so what my reputation may be my reputation is really good too but like yeah. it's okay because I know who I am Absolutely. Um, and then I just think it's it is my job to lead it is my job to set the standard it is my job to then uphold the standard and continue to be that person and I know and it goes back to the legacy thing but there's so many people watching you you don't realize you know, if I go on a live and I say, hey, um, if your children's watching, name, drop their name and I'll give them a shout out. And then there's 80, you know, kids names in five seconds. I'm like, it has to be something bigger than you sometimes, yeah. I think. And I just think it's also remembering where I come from, eating my humble pie regularly and also knowing there's always somebody better. Because there's a lot of people who they, like, I know I'm good. I have a very healthy confidence about me, a healthy ego, not arrogance. I know I'm good. But I also know there's people who are a lot better. So surrounding myself with people who do stretch me, who make me think, wow, I, I need to get better. I need to communicate better. Oh, that person's really good at relationships. That person's really good at public speaking. That person's really good at investments. That person's really good at whatever. And just knowing that if I want to go to the next level of myself, just like you said, it's going to require me to become another version of myself. And Corona ended up being a big blessing in that because I... I went nuts. I started doing a podcast every day. 
I was like, why do I have time to do it? I don't know. I started doing Zooms for teams all over the, all over the world, like real estate teams, everybody, like just pouring, 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 value, 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 because it matters to me that I am the person I say I am. That's, really That's true. So actually, I actually met you at a conference. So you're investing in yourself. Yeah. 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 We met at Rise. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Number three? Yeah, number three. Go, go, go. So number three, um, what's we say? Commitment, discipline. Number three is consistency. And um, this is, uh, you know, people have loved me talking about this this past year. Consistency obviously equals legendary, right? You look at anybody, they have a consistent life, right? Mm -hmm. um, our consistent work ethic, whatever, our routines, whatever you want to call it. But consistency makes you trustworthy. And the thing that I love to tell people is like, just think about it. Like, think about everything that you purchase or buy. You get that thing because of its consistency. Like, it doesn't even matter how great it is. Like, if it was great one time and terrible the next, you wouldn't keep going there. You go there because you know exactly what you're going to get from that product or what you're going to get from that person. And so when I realized that, I was like, dang, like, I want to make sure people know exactly what they're going to get from me. And so just day after day, video after video. I put out a consistent message. And so now when people think of self-worth, I'm probably one of the guys people think, oh, go check out Trent's page or go do yeah. this. And so consistency is everything. But this is the thing. A lot of people think that uh, they're not consistent, right? I have a consistency problem. And I don't know if you ever heard me talk about this. Maybe you have. Yeah, because I say the same thing, Trent. Yeah. Go ahead, tell him. So no, you go ahead. <laughs> no, you, it's okay. the same thing. Well, I'm like, yeah. no, you don't have a consistency problem. Yeah. And then I like give them examples. Yeah. You do. Well, go. You, well, you, know, you have a commitment problem. And the reason being is because you right now watching this, you're consistent to so many things. You're consistent at things that probably aren't good for your life. You're consistent maybe at things that are good for your life. You're consistent at driving to work every single day. And you might trend, that's kind of silly, but you're consistent at going to school. Some of you are consistent, not this job, but working a previous job that you hated, you showed up for it every single day. So if you can show up for something every single day that you hate, my thing is, why can't you say show up to the thing that you say matters most in your life? Mm -hmm. Like, why can't you show up for your dreams? And this is just the truth. Some of you are treating your dreams like hobbies, and then you get mad when it gives you hobby results. <laughs> Part-time effort doesn't produce full-time results. And so you have to check yourself. And so, like, to be fair, this was a conversation I had with myself. Mm -hmm. So I used to tell myself that story. Oh, you're not consistent. Then I found all these things. And so once you can change your mindset around that and realize, like, I'm not being consistent because A, I don't understand how many people are dependent on me. B, I don't understand how big this truly can be. And then three, maybe it just, it just doesn't really mean that much to me. And I know that's a hard pill to swallow, but sometimes we're doing something that we really don't want to do and we're being forced to do maybe from friends or family. So if you're not really committed into it, I mean, consistent with it and committed to it, it's hard to be successful at it. You mentioned burning the bridges in unhealthy relationships. I also, I also like to say sometimes people need to actually burn the bridges on the other things that are tethering them down. Like they, you don't even like your job, but you're leaving that as the option instead of your dream that you know yeah. you actually pushed for. The, the, the cool thing I think about trustworthiness, and you mentioned you know, you're so consistent on uh, posting on social and doing all these things and showing up and filming. And I know I see you all over the place. It ends up building the confidence in yourself. Absolutely. So the consistency, you mentioned the word trustworthiness. You're not just being trustworthy to the men and women who are following you and are like, oh my gosh, he's a self-worth king. He's all these things. That has nothing to do with it. It's, it's you. It impacts you. you, you trust you, yourself. Right. That's right. not like you, of course you're going to show up. You're like, I'm Trent Shelton. I show I, I, up. That's what I, I, I do. On, that's I what myself. I do. Like, I bet on myself every day. And, yeah. I, and that's not like a cocky thing. But no. I bet on myself every single day. And I would, 
I would always put the ball in my hands. You know, this is the thing too. Like, I, I just did a podcast over this. Like, sometimes you have to be objective to your own life and step outside of your own life and really judge your life. Like, mm-hmm. I think we have a hard time with doing that. So my thing is this, like, this might seem very arrogant, but trust me, I'm, I'm humble. But I'll tell you this. I, I'll, I listen to my own podcast, like straight up. I read my own books. Like, why wouldn't I do that? I'm not saying I read it over and over and listen to it every single day. But it's crazy to me is like the question I would ask you, would you hire you? Right. Would you work for you? Which which you want to be your dad or which you want or which you want are you a which you want to be married to you right these are the questions that you got to step outside of yourself and I learned wow. this through sports mm-hmm. because we used to have to watch the film of the game that we played so every game we have film session in film session like my first session I like scored a lot of touchdowns I'm like oh this session's gonna be <laughs> tight like I'm gonna be on my stuff I'm be like yep and then my coach called out every single thing I did wrong said you're loafing wrong route. And by the time it got to my touchdowns, I was like, I didn't want to hear this. I want to leave here. But he taught me that. He said, if you can learn how to like take away your feelings and focus on the change that you need to make, you will become an incredible wide receiver. And so mm. how many of you are actually weekly, daily, monthly, yearly, sitting back and watching yourself as if you're an outside perspective? I mean, pers- uh, outside, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Perspective? Like looking in? Uh, no, uh, just, okay, you're, you're sitting outside of your life and you're actually just watching your life. A spectator. Oh, there spe- you go. Okay. A spectator on your own life. And just sit back. And how would you grade yourself? Because, man, I, I, just, I don't want to be too straight up. Like, I don't want Please to do. Like this okay. is so good. No, okay. Just, like, y'all have to hit the chats if you're loving this. Like, I feel like they're loving it, but you know, like, woo! I just, I would say, the, I say these things <sighs> to myself. So that's why I'm always like, I'm not being insensitive. I'd rather tell you a truth that hurts um, a little bit, but really helps yeah. you. But it's like, some of us, we're portraying a, a A plus life, you know, online or whatever it may be, but our A plus, like, oh man, okay. Come on, hit him again. <laughs> Come on now. Even some of, some of the things that we post. And I, listen, I do this when, I, when I'm checking myself. I always ask myself, are you preaching it more than you practicing it? Mm. Are you talking about it more than you living it? Mm. And I always check in with myself. But some of us, we're portraying an A plus life, but really we're grading out at an F. Yeah. We're grading out at a D. And yes, holding, having other people hold you accountable is great. But I know the people who really make impact, like yourself, you hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Like you appreciate them, but you can look in the mirror and say, Jesse, you like you tripping today. Like, <laughs> let me fix this, right? And so I just think about that. Like, watch the film on your life and don't be afraid to call yourself out. I actually love the the podcast thing. So I I got this from Tim Ferriss, actually. So it wasn't even I don't think it's weird or arrogant. I think it's a good way to reflect on your growth. So I got this from Tim Ferriss because he said, oh, I listened to an ep- I went on my Twitter and there were all these comments of the mm, mm episode. <laughs> Apparently he was interviewing somebody and the whole time that the person was responding, he was really into it. And he's like, hmm, <laughs> hmm. We were like, was he eating? Like, what is, so he's like, oh my gosh, I need to go listen to my podcast. I need to hear my own, um, my own uh, information and see if it's actually valuable. Yeah. And he just critiqued little things. And so I went, oh my gosh, let me listen to mine. And I realized I was a like girl a lot. So those of you that are going live on video, you're doing Instagram TVs, you're doing podcasts of your own, you're making whatever, post, video, whatever, audio stuff. I, I listened to it. I said, this is terrible. I'm having a difficult time yeah. listening to myself because I'm word. a mess. <laughs> and then it would be so, so there were episodes where I'm like, so yeah, Trent, like, and I, but it made me better. Yeah. And then there are things, if that's the life you say you're going to live, hold yourself accountable to it. 
You know, don't, like you said, don't just say on, on Instagram, hey, today's a really busy day. I'm working my business like crazy. <laughs> I made a post on Facebook. I'm done for the day. Like, if you were to sit in my house, I think this is a great reflection too. Sit around the greats. Sit around people who have what you want and just watch them work. If you spend a day with me, you are not going to question why I have a house like this. You're not going to question why I have relationships like this. You're not going to question why, whatever, my investments look like they do. You're not, there's no questions to ask. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the standard she holds herself at. Oh, but it's consistency. Yeah. And it didn't start like this. So don't get down on yourself. Don't be like, oh, no. It's like we were talking about his son Tristan earlier. And I said, is he good at football? He's like, yeah, he's good at football. <laughs> right? But he's like, for his age. But that those three words, for his age. So he's going to progress. The only way he's going to progress is through the consistency of showing up as Absolutely. the football player. Show up to the practices. Probably run drills in your yard or whatever because you want him to be great. Absolutely. You know, and he wants to be great. I'm sure it's instilled in him. But it's through that. It's through that consistency. It's through doing the hard things. It's through showing up and reflecting, like you said, or spectating what you're actually doing. Yeah. And keeping yourself honest. Some of you should probably journal at the end of your day and write down the things you actually did. Or the things at the end of the day that you want to do tomorrow. And then, you know, check the list off. Some of you, if you made a list, you'd be like, oh. Yeah, Jesus, absolutely. I'm a lazy, lazy woman, you know? Or man, whoever's watching. Absolutely, 100%. Like, tracking everything, I think, is very important. And, like, we're not telling, like, you got to find more confidence in yourself. Because if you get down to yourself, we're not telling you to, to down yourself. But we're telling you to hold yourself accountable so you yeah. can uplift yourself. And that's the thing. Like, I think so many people are afraid to do that. But you... you I just, you can never fool yourself. So it's like, you might as well deal with it. Like, that's my truth. It's like, you might as well deal with it or else it's going to deal with you. Uh, so that's three. So four yep. is faith. And faith is simply, I know faith looks different for everybody, but I think the, the foundation of faith for me is believing the odds are beatable even when the odds say it's impossible. And the only impossibilities that exist are the ones you create. Yes. So if you look around, and this is just my weird mind at times when I'm out in nature, like, I'm just like, this is crazy. Like everything, like this, this chair, this phone, like everything was once impossible until someone made it possible. Like everything. And we are so programmed in counting ourselves out. We're so programmed and focused on what we can't do. Like if you ask somebody, they'll find a million reasons why they can't do it <laughs> right. instead of finding the one reason why they can't. And that one reason why you can is way more powerful than a million reasons why you can't yeah. and so like i've learned how to program myself to be able to always see the possibility in everything and one of the tactical things that i do like very often is i try to it's usually a physical activity because it's just the easiest i try to do something impossible every single week like and usually it's running like i'll try to run this many miles or try to do this or try to do that to show myself that the greatest limitation is not your haters. The greatest limitation is not everybody else. The greatest limitation is you. And so I always do that. So it's weird, I think, to certain people, but it's built up so much uh, confidence inside of me and also with my team. So like a lot of times we will try to bring impossible goals to our team, right? It's like, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And you might get it, I might get it, you might get it, but to your team, if they've never accomplished anything impossible in their life, they're like, Child, please. Like, I, like what? Like, you are tripping. And so one of the things that I, I did this past year is I made my whole entire team uh, go run. So we went to the Cowtown Fort Worth Marathon. You either had to do, like, some you never done. So it's a 5K. If you've done a 5K, you got to do a 10K. If you've done a 10K, you got to do a half. If you've done a half, you got to do a full. Everybody had pretty much never done a 5K. So we got to the 5K part. Some people did a 10K. And they did it. After, they were so energized. Yeah. 
And what I did, what, what that was doing was planting the seeds of possibility. So now when I come back to them with different things that seem crazy, they can always go back to the moments in their life where they did something they thought they couldn't do to pull from that. That's so strong and, again, congruent with everything we do because, as an example, maybe it's not running. Maybe you made the face I made when he said, let's go run for fun. <laughs> you like to run? Do I like to run? No, I don't like to run. You got to come on nature. We're going, we're going to bring Jesse in nature. Okay. Nature I'll run. Do it. All right, I'll do it. You got me? Yeah. All right. It's a little impossible for me right now, but we'll make it possible. I'm just saying, like, I've never done it. <laughs> I'm down, though. I'm definitely down. Um, I think nature is the most healing thing ever. I see you perusing in woods somewhere all the time. I'm like, where is he? Where is that? It's crazy. Uh, but I, first of all, there's a quote. It's not mine. And it said, in and of itself, it says the word impossible says I'm impossible. And I've always loved that. A lot of us, I think, have self-fulfilling prophecies in our businesses. Yeah, like we'll say, oh, this is going to be the worst year ever because of Corona. Well, then when people have the worst year ever because of Corona, they go, it's because of Corona. Because you're, you're, you're not searching for it. Right, you're, exactly. It's self-fulfilling. So yeah. same thing. We, we made the pivot in the other direction. No, it's going to be the best year ever. Okay. Oh, look. Oh, best year ever. You know, so I think that's really important. And uh, I just, I love that step by step by step. Do a little bit more, a little bit more. Some of you right now are listening to this and maybe it's even your first recruit. You know, you're thinking, oh, I'm not a recruiter, I'm not a recruiter, I'm not a recruiter, I don't know how to build a team, I don't know how to build a team. Well, what if you started with one? If you've never had one recruit, can you make your goal right now? I'm going to get a recruit by the end of the day today. Like, put yes in the chat or whatever you're doing. Like, just because you've never done it doesn't mean it's not possible. Did you always have confidence like this? Oh I'm just God, curious. No. Uh -uh. So, right, like in this moment, do you, because I have a technique that I tell people to do, so I want to ask you this. Do you, um, are you more into proving yourself right or proving yourself wrong right now? Proving myself right or proving myself wrong? Yeah, so like, for example, say to the person that said, like, um, I can never get, you know, 10 recruits. Okay. Right? And so I always tell people, okay, go prove yourself wrong. If you're in that mindset, I call it the prison perspective, oh. in the can't. If you're in that mindset, go prove yourself wrong. Because the more you prove yourself wrong, the more confidence you'll build. And then when it comes to proving yourself right, it's like this. And I think this is where you're at. It's like, I don't know how many, you know, it's a big number. What's a big number of recruits? Well... For for who? For you. Uh, would, in like, like a what, month? Yeah, what's it going? A big would be like 50. All right, so 50. So you tell yourself, I'm going to get 50 recruits. You're going to prove yourself right. Yeah, that's because me. Because you're in a different mindset That's now. me. And sure. so, and, and that, so you probably didn't start there. Maybe no, you're in that no, wrong no, part, no. right? And you prove yourself wrong, yeah. wrong, wrong until you get to a place where you've done it so much. Now your confidence is so high. Now you're telling yourself what you're going to do and you prove yourself right. And it wasn't the little things though. The, the devil was in the details. Like if I wanted 50 recruits, I knew that I had to reverse engineer it and say, okay, what do I actually have to do to make that possible? Yeah. Like what are the actual <laughs> techniques it requires? Because I don't know how that's possible. So then breaking those things down and just trying to see how my life would be different if I showed up as that different version. And it wasn't the, oh, let me focus on the recruit. It was more like, how do I talk to somebody? Yeah. How, do I, how do I have a normal conversation with you and not make you feel like I'm vomiting business on you. Because I didn't know how to do that. So I needed to learn how to do that. I needed to learn how to invite. Little micro skills all added up to this big thing. But I knew, I just knew my life couldn't remain the way it was. It was just not, it was not good. And so it was the little stuff. Little step by step by step by step by step. Do you have an alter ego? Uh, yes, it's Boss Lee. Got you. What's the difference? Uh, Jesse Lee is the soft, feminine, like... Hey, yeah. welcome to my house. You need anything? Like, yeah. hey, let's hang out. I like silence. I'm super introverted. And then Boss Lee is when I'm like, hello, hello, what's going on, everybody? It's Jesse yeah. Lee. You call me hashtag Boss Lee. And like, it's a lot more. I mean, that's clearly and it's not the, me. And, and it's, it's, it's you. Yeah. It's inside of you. I, I, I yeah. say that because I've, I've known this with the championship mindset. 
I didn't talk about it in my book, but I think the alter ego. The next book. The next one. The alter ego is very. Which we will all buy again. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> we appreciate your brain. I think it's important to have that 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 different version. I learned that in sports. So like, obviously, when I step on the field, I'm a different. Like, I don't. I'm not caring at all. Like, I want to. I'll use a certain type of... I, I want to basically annihilate the next person. Yeah. That's just how it is. It's a battle. And if you have anything less than that, you're going to get manhandled out there, right? And so, like, I even teach my kids now at 12. I say, but you're not going to step on this field until you tap into another person. So I'm, I have them name their alter egos, right? And I say, until, you, until you're ready to tap into that person, you're not going to do it. You know, look, so strong. Kobe oh had God. it. Kobe, the black mama. Yeah, like, black you, mama. You, you have all these things. So I just think it's important to have that because... That person is a safe place you can live in and be free, freely yourself. So even on social media, right, or even when I'm doing things, yeah, people might not like me, but I don't even take it personal because you're not liking, as I say, T-shell, right? Trent is a whole different person, but it's the same person. Yeah, that makes sense. I love that. That's yeah. Nobody's ever said that to us, so please make sure you took notes on that because you they hear me do it all the time. They know there's two people. Um, sometimes I do show up as Jesse Lee on lives and sometimes I definitely show up as boss Lee on lives and on stage a lot of the time it's boss Lee when I'm having, you understand yeah. it's completely different, Absolutely, completely different. And I, I love how much you stress the importance of finding that yeah. because I think that will help some people pull out that confidence that's necessary because it doesn't have to be you. It doesn't have to be the shy, non-confident, you know, whatever boy that got beat up and made fun of and whatever through their whole childhood, it can be a whole different person. Like Beyonce, Sasha Fierce. You know, exactly. They all had it. All of them had Everybody. it. LeBron Everybody. has King James. Yep. You've got Michael Jordan, Air Jordan. Like it's, there's, every, I'm like now you're thinking about this, all of these great, like Lady Gaga's name is not Lady Gaga. I don't even know where y'all <laughs> You know what I mean? Exactly. Like all of these people, it's, that's amazing you say that. Please put that in a book because I think a lot of people, I don't, I've never heard anyone even say that, but it's really true. It's really true. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a little like, Line under championship. Because even with me, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because you, you heard me speak. You probably see a different energy, like on stage, and I am just in person. Yeah. Right? Well, like when I came up to you, you were up against yeah. the wall, like really quiet and shy and <laughs> awkward, and like no one knew who you were yet because you hadn't spoken. But I'm like, oh my god, I know who Trent is. So I was like, I introduced myself. You're like, hey, yeah, oh cool, Texas. I had a Texas shirt on. So you're like, oh Texas, I like your shirt. I was like, yeah, I'm from Texas. You're from Texas, whatever. But we had a conversation. Like yeah. Jesse Lee and Trent had a conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, that's so that's the faith part and the alter ego part and all that. I know we're giving you guys a lot, but it's um, it's good. They love. I think they love it. Awesome. If they don't. That's a personal problem. So. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, I would say the fifth thing. So we said commitment, discipline, faith, uh, consistency, and the last one is heart. Um, and heart is a thing where, you know, Muhammad Ali has a quote. He says, "Suffer now and spend the rest of your life as a champion." And I always hold on to that because there's times when, like, you can do all the tactics, all the techniques. And, and, and it's important to do those things because those things often, I was thinking about, like, a track runner. Like, you watch a track runner and, like, a 400 meter or a mile runner. Like, they break down, right? They go through hard times. But it's important for them to keep their form, to be able to push through. And so I do believe it's important to keep your routines and do things, like, during hard times and hard seasons. But there's times when you try it all and it just... It's not working, mm -hmm. right? The commitment, the consistency, you can have all of those things and still stuff still might not work. And that's when the heart has to kick in. That's when you have to find like a deeper sense of self, a deeper sense of being inside of you that you pull it out and you're able to go attack and go achieve whatever it may be. And sometimes it looks like crawling. Sometimes it looks like baby steps. Sometimes it looks like the biggest storms in your life. This year, 
I'm dealing with a lot. You know, my mother is is getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And people don't understand that or know that, should I say. You know, I'm dealing with, you know, changing things with COVID, a lot of things. And there's times where I've broken down. There's times this year where I'm like, man, like, I don't like, I just want to just step away from it all, not like suicide, but step away from it all, the world, and just be just super centered with my family. And it's those times where that heart kicks in. It's the, and the heart is rooted in the reason why I started. You know, I'll go back to my mom's house and go to the room where rehab time started. And I was at my lowest rock bottom. And I reflect on, yeah, there's a lot of things that you want to do, a lot of places that you want to be. But don't let that make you unappreciate how far you actually came. Mm -hmm. So I look back and say, like, dang, like, we have done a lot. We've accomplished a lot. Mm -hmm. Or I go back to, you know, um, whether it be, you know, my college roommate, you know, going to see a picture of him and, and reminding, like, man, what would Aunt tell me? He would be super proud of me. And so those heart moments for me are really big for to re-energize and refocus uh, my life during hard times. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. It's really strong. And uh, I think a lot of you, like, really all that, that you just said is also not to compare yourself either. When you mentioned look back and see how far, like the, I like the quote that's like, if you're going to look back, only look back to see how far you've yeah. come. Sometimes that's good to do. Like some of you need to do that. You haven't taken, you're, you feel stuck. You feel like I've done nothing. I haven't accomplished anything this year. Go look where you came from. I stumbled across um, the photos of my apartment 10 years ago when I lived in New York. And yeah. I am not exaggerating. The whole apartment for three people fits in this kitchen. And I'm like, what? Like my bathroom, you had to like shimmy in, you know, I lived in New York City. So imagine, yeah, I mean, it was I terrible. Yeah. And I'm like, God, you know, on the days when you think, I have been in a plateau, I am in a funk, I haven't accomplished anything, I'm nobody, what am I doing with my life? Just look. Even if it's six months ago, yeah. Just go look. See what see, is your health different? Is your mental health better? You know, it doesn't all have to be monetary, but some of it probably is for a lot of you. But you're just so used to what your new normal is that you forget to look back. Absolutely. I mean, I think reflection just for mental health is very important. And I don't want to make this a mental health session, but you know, I got to sprinkle it in. It's just Love it's it. important. Um, protecting your peace is important. I always said I said it earlier. Your perspective can be your power, your prison. What I mean by that. Like, just think about it. your perspective is in your control. Like, we are in, no matter how bad, it's like a storm. Like, I love storms, right? I love when it rains. Some people hate storms, but it's a, it's a perspective thing. And I always break it down like this, right? How you see life will determine how you feel about life. How you feel about life will determine what you do with your life. What you do with your life will determine what you get from your life. So if you don't like what you're getting, the root issue is oftentimes how you're seeing things. Like, see things as appreciation. How many, I can ask you this, Jesse, like, you don't have to be specific in, in different times, but how many times in your life where you've been in a situation, you're like, this situation sucks, like, this this is terrible, like, and then you look back maybe a year, six months, and you're like, you know what, that situation was probably the best situation because it led me to something greater. Yeah, um, it, I love that you, <laughs> uh, the team should know my story, but in case they don't, I mean, 2017 was one of those years where I was like, this is not how life is supposed to be. It was so bad. Everything fell apart. I mean, I can't give you one example because it was every single thing in my life fell apart. And even just last night, I was reflecting on it because I was around some of the people who were actually involved in making my, my life a living hell. And I realized how much I had healed. And I realized how, like, wow, we have come far. Wow. You know, it was one of those, it was one of those beautiful moments. And I have those moments a lot because uh, I know I'm, I'm a happier, healthier um, more giving, more caring, softer person. There's so many blessings that came out of all that pain. And I think a lot of people will have a hard time looking at those struggles 
as happening for them and not to them, but they really are. Like everything that's happening in your life is happening for you. It's a gift. How you choose to view it, what your perspective is, is is what it's going to be. You know, I love I love storms too. Yeah. Um, some of the time it's because I'm like, man, my pool's getting loud. Where the hell is the storm, Texas? Uh, or you know, whatever. But no, I mean, it, I I love it because I think that's I think it's really strong, and more people need to understand. You don't appreciate the good without the bad. You don't appreciate the calm sea without the waves. You don't appreciate the the light without the darkness. You don't appreciate, you know. The good without the evil. Absolutely. Because you don't have any perspective. Absolutely. So I love that. Yeah, that's and that's the five. That's it. That's five. That's five. That's five. Okay, one more question. I got you. One gotcha. more question. Okay. So it obviously there is so much greatness just pouring out of you. Where does that come from? Dang, that's a deep question. I know. Where does that greatness come from? Can't let you out of here easily. Okay. Can you ask me another question with that? To get my mind, because I mean, I sure. Can, like, I what can, yeah. char- what are some of the characteristics that gotcha. are in you that you're like, you know, why I'm great? Because I do this. You know, why I'm great? Because this happened to me and I did this. You know, why I'm great? Because whatever. Yeah. So I think, I think it's all of those five traits, to be honest. But I, I definitely think one of the things is, is that um, I, you know, and I don't know if it's, there's a word for it, and, and maybe the word is confidence. But my whole entire life. Like, I just knew that I was gonna succeed. Like my, and it's weird because even in sports, even like, yes, failure, failure is there. I'm not saying I don't ever think about the thought of like failing or things like that. But I, I can truly say, maybe it's just my faith. I can truly say I just always know that everything is gonna be all right. Like I always know that I'm gonna make it happen. And I think it's because overall, like the. Uh, just the things that I've been through and I've always overcame it. And even with my faith, the things where I thought like, man, this sucks in my life. And I just always overcame. And I think that built a lot of confidence inside of me. And so I just feel like the greatness part comes from belief. Like I can't explain it. Like belief, you can tell when somebody doesn't believe in what they're doing mm-hmm. and you can tell somebody when somebody truly believes in it. And I think when you truly believe in it. And like you said, it's about doing the dark work. The work on yourself, because if you don't believe in it, I promise you, you might can convince certain people, but people won't fill you with that. And so when I talk about rehab time and my mission, you're going to believe it because it's real for me. And I think that's where it comes from, for me putting in the work, for me putting in the disciplines, for me doing all these things. And it's real for me. And uh, that belief is contagious, man. And I think it just sprinkles to other people. I think that's the way it works, right? Is that you see it, then you feel it, then you believe it, yeah. and then you conceive it. Absolutely. I love that. Perfect. Well, that's all I have for you because otherwise I'll talk to you all day long. <laughs> but I love this. I think there were so many amazing takeaways, tons of notes, and also directives on what they can do, whether it's that starting super small and then scaling it up, working on your confidence, building, burning some of those bridges. Yeah. Uh, there was, uh, Or just working on your championship mindset. Where in those five things do you need – where's your biggest weakness? Yeah. And then what can you start to work on to make it more of a strength? Because every single one of you deserves more. You deserve to have abundance in your life. You deserve... I mean, it's, it, we're, it's an, we have an abundant God, right? We have an abundant world around us. So this playing small, it's not... Like we said earlier, it's really not serving anyone in the world. So 
I love spending time with you. It's so you. fun. I love our conversation. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for asking questions back. That was fun. Yeah, my bad. But no, it was good. Okay, it was it was, okay, it was cool. really good. I'm I think it's valuable. Podcast, for sure. I'd love to. All right. Thank you. So you guys, as always, make sure that you drop the code word wherever the code word needs to be. I hope you love, love, love Trent Shelton. Trent, what is your handle so they can tag you and blow you up on social? Uh, at Trent Shelton is my handle. And he's also on Facebook as well. Make sure you check out his podcast. I love his podcast and I love his books. So make sure you grab those as well. You're incredible and you just poured and poured and poured. And that is why you will have so much abundance in your life. So thank you. I love thank you. Appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What was up with the doors? Blink, blink. Yeah, blink, blink. It was going in and out. Wow. If you think that was as amazing as I think it was, all I ask you to do is please go subscribe to the show, leave a five-star review, and of course, screenshot this. Put it in your stories, tag me, tag Trent, and I want to know some of your biggest takeaways. I love you guys.